Rachel Lazar from uh, the five towns. <coughs> Lots of Nachas. Amen. Amen. Okay, it's Hanukkah, and we just lived the third night, and we're going to learn a sugya in uh, Lechvod uh, Kedusha's Hanukkah, the Gemara and Shabbos, in discussing the time in which one has to light the candles of, Scha- of Hanukkah in the Furoth Maramakam, you'll see. <coughs> it says, Mitzvah uh, At the time, the mitzvah, Without going into the halacha, we actually had a, um, a shir that we gave between Mincha and Marav this last Shabbos in the shul about the uh, halacha, what does it mean, Mishatishka Achama, what shkia. This is related to all the um, shirim that we gave last year with regards to Zmanim and halacha, when shkia, etc., etc. But we're going to discuss this as a shir al piyagarat, al piyadrush, al piyachasidus. So we'll try to understand Mitzvah, Mishatishka Achama, from the time that the sun sets, Ashatichla Regaman Ashuk, until uh, people stop. Walking in the uh, in the shuk in the marketplace, still the the streets are empty. Viad kama, the Gemara asks, and how long is that? How how late does that go? Apparently, the Tarmudoyans, the people from Tarmudoy, were the last ones to be hanging out in the shuk. They were the I think Rashi says they used to sell wood, and people would. The uh, late people who needed firewood for the fireplace to keep warm, for light, so they would go there. So they'd have to stay open late. They would have business, the latest ones. And then when they closed up shop, the shop was closed. All the lights went out, and everybody went home. There was no one left in the shuk. So when the Rigla de Tarmudoy were done, when they left the shuk, so then there was no one left. At that point, there is no longer a chiv, and perhaps after that point, one cannot be yoyed to the mitzvah of Hanukkah. In other words, the mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah, and what was supposed to gain from Ner Hanukkah, and the the effect that the Ner Hanukkah can have lasts from Shkias Achama until this point called Regal when the Regal Manashuk is finished. And the Regal Manashuk, the Gemara describes it, the Kilya Rigla the Tarmudoyim, when the Tarmudoyans are finished. So the question is, I mean, we know, we know that Regal Manashuk, when that's over, means when, presumably it means, when people are no longer out. It's a funny question, Viad Kama. Yeah, come with a funny question. I mean, it depends where you live. In in Brooklyn, so after Ashok, if you live on Avenue J, it's never it's never Ashok. It's all night long. You've been there, right? Motzai uh, Shabbos over here at eleven o'clock. I don't actually I haven't really been out too late over here, but I imagine at least a few years ago, eleven o'clock, it's finished. There is no Queen Anne Road or or Cedar Lane. It's it's done. Everything's closed up. 
That's when things get started where I grew up in Borough Park, <laughs> Flatbush. King's Highway, he goes all night long. So even during, even if it's not Mosai Shabbos, right? So at Kama, it depends where you live. It depends if you're out in somewhere in, uh, in, in St. Louis. So then by 9 o'clock, everything is done probably. Nine? So it's a funny... Not, Maybe six. Six. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was trying to be, uh, you know, give him a little credit. <laughs> I was taking views. So I said St. Louis. So, <clears throat> so what does it mean? Obviously, um, of course, the Pashas is. We're just talking about that particular place where the Gemara was written. They knew of the Tamadim. So, to give you the sample of Tamadim, but there's something deeper going on. There's many explanations that are given. Let's explain two thoughts to get the shear started. <clears throat> the Avodas Yisrael. The Avodas Yisrael was the Koshen Samagid. That's probably his most famous sefer. He was a Talmud of the uh, Rebbe Melech Milajens, normally Melech. So he writes as follows. Everybody knows the Gemara in Shabbos Daf Lamed Aleph. It's a famous Gemara. What's the Gemara in Shabbos Daf Lamed Aleph? What's the famous Gemara? It's not a Gemara in Horios that, that we make famous. It's really a famous... Everybody knows this Gemara. What's the Gemara? The Gemara says, Tara Baran Olam Yehei Odom Anvansan Anvasan An Anov Kihilel First of all, it's being Anov like Hillel. This is the Gemara that talks about those stories of the Geir who comes to Hillel to convert me. First he comes to Shammai, convert me on one leg, convert me that I should be the Kohen Gadol, all these different stories. And usually Shammai throws him out, and Hillel has the patience. So the, before that Gemara on Daflam and Aleph, the Gemara tells a, a story about these two guys who had a bet. Remember that Gemara? These two guys have a bet, and they have a little wager. And they say, I bet you 400 Zuz that I can get Hillel to lose his temper. And the guy said, okay, you know, let's see who can get him to lose. So they're playing this game with, with Hillel. And, uh, the story goes as follows. Whoever's the first person to get Hillel, get under Hillel's skin, to make him lose his temper, so, uh, he's gonna get 400 Zuz. So one of them says, also I'll get him. It's Erev Shabbos, Friday, probably an hour or two before Shabbos. Hillel's, uh, it says Hillel's washing his hair. He's in the, he's in the bathtub. He's in the shower. Hillel chaf of his He's washing his hair. Halach varal pesach basis. He goes by his house. Amar, and he says, Mikan Hillel. Is Hillel here? Mikan Hillel. Is Hillel here? Nesata v'yotzel the crosso. So Hillel puts on a towel, puts on his bathrobe, and he comes out to, to see the guy who's calling him. Is everything okay? I'm like, Bini, Matamavakish, yes. Well, is there a problem? Do you have a Shiloh? Do you have, a, you have an issue, a question? So he goes, yeah, I, I have actually a very important question. I know it's right before Shabbos. Very important question. What's the question? Tell me your important question. Why do, why do the Babylonians have such round heads? Why, why do ba- why do the guys from Babylon have roundish heads? So, so Amalo, he says, Bini, shalta. He's lucky he didn't come to Shammai with this question. He <laughs> <laughs> would have come after him with the, with the, with the back scratcher. I say that because I remember, in our family, there's a famous story. I remember running, 
I was running after. I must have been seven. My my sister must have been four, and I, my, I had a friend over for Shabbos, and my sister and I were fighting, and I and I ran into the bathroom after, and, and then my friend sees me come out with my hands up, and she's she has up like she has the back you know the, the, the you know the shower back scratcher coming at me like like with a knife, and I and I'm walking backwards with my hands up, so I have these nightmares of someone chasing me with a back scratcher. <laughs> so so he said, but no, Hillel does not react that way. Hillel says she'ela yeshli l'shal she'ela shalta. It's a very big question. That's a good question. And I'll tell you the answer. The answer is, because the midwives who, who deliver the babies, so they would shape the head. And the head was very soft when the baby first came out. They would shape that. And they don't have midwives that are very talented. And therefore, they didn't shape the head properly, so the heads are not, uh, you know, the way they should be shaped. It's a little funny. Now look at the next we're not that's a good question in discussing Bavel. We're not discussing Bavel now. Listen to what our sugi is. See so he goes, Oh, thank you very much. Hilla goes back, starts, you know, he gets the shampoo in his hair again, and the guy knocks on the Mikan Hilla, Mikan is Hillel here, is Hillel here. So he says to him as follows, This is uh, this is the Einfall of the Khajnatamagid. Listen to the next question and see how he puts the two Gemaras together, which actually are only ten blot away. Right, the Gemara in, in, in Shabbos is on Daf Chav Aleph Chav Beis, and then you have this Gemara on Daf Lam and Aleph Sif. Chiddush. Says to him, okay, Halach Lim Deshalachas, he waits till he goes back, Chazav Yomar, Mikan Hillel, Mikan is Hillel here. So Hillel once again puts on his bathrobe, puts on his whatever shower cap, comes out, and he says, Bini Ma, well, it is his yarmulke, whatever it is, Bini Ma Tamavakish. What do you, yes, what do you want to know? He says to him, "Sheila Yeshu the Shal Omelo Shal Bani Shal." I have a question. Ask. Ibnei Ma Einehen Shal Tarmudian. Ibnei Ma Einehem Shal Tarmudian Trutos. Why the eyes of the Tarmudian Trutos? Why are the eyes of the Tarmudites, if that's what you'd call them, the people from Tarmudai, why are they shaped funny? Either they're squinty or they're round. Rashi says that they're smaller and rounder than typical eyes. So, she says to him, That's a very good question. That's a great question. I'll give you the answer. Because they would live, they lived in the desert, they lived in the Syrian desert, and because they were always living by the sand, so their eyes were shaped either... Hashem created them this way, or just their eyes just develop to be shaped in such a way over generations in order to protect themselves from the sand coming into their eyes. So always they needed small eyes so the sand wouldn't go in their eyes. Their eyes were always had to be ready to be closed. Small closed eyes. The reason why the Tarmudians' eyes are shaped in a funny way, not like standard eyes, is because they live among they live in the sand, they live in the desert. So they need these small eyes. So the Avodas Israel, the Magid tells us. Hmm. The Gemara in Shabbos tells us that the time that the menorah can be lit is only up until the point of where the Tamudoyan are no longer in the street. It says, there was a Gemara about the Tamudoyan. We know something about them. Their eyes were very small. Why? Because they lived among, they lived by the desert in the sand. So their eyes were always squinting and closed. That's why they were shaped funny. So the Abodah Yisrael says as follows. If you look at 06, to start us off. 
The Indian Hanukkah, the whole idea of Hanukkah is to, is to reignite, to rededicate. Chanoch, Chinuch. Big statement. Even someone who is typically religiously immature. Religious, he's a, he's a nar. Now, that's not so bad to be a nar. We've discussed in the past the whole idea of na'armi mishteni ginasam. Yeshua's a nar, Yosef's a nar. But there's definitely a higher level beyond nar. Right? But there's someone who's, he's using it in a negative way. Someone who's, all year long, he's like, a, he's narish. He's, 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 he's mature in all areas of his life, but when it comes to Zavodah Hashem, it's narish. I'm not sure why this left. Narish kite. right? That's what's narish kite, right? He's, that's where it comes from. Small, he's acting small. On Hanukkah, it's possible even for someone who's a nar, to have a chinuch on Hanukkah, to have a renewal, to start again, to start again. Chaloch l'nar al pidarko. Chaloch l'nar al pidarko. We mentioned on Shabbos that Yehuda, after the terrible sale of Yosef, so one of the things we were talking about is, so the, right in the middle, right in the middle of the whole story, he goes down to some place and he marries, he gets married and he has children, like, we're not even sure when that took place. There's a whole machal because we've shown him that might have taken place before the Mechira. Because it's very hard to believe that in 22 years he got married, had children, and had grandchildren, and they all went down to Mitzrayim together. Because that's what had to happen. Because Ketzram the Chomel, who were the children of Peretz, who was the child of Yehud and Tamar, went down to Mitzrayim. That means that all had to happen in 22 years. It means they were getting married when they were very young. So some say they got married before Mechira. Yehuda went down, and it was always back and forth from where the children, the Mishpacha was, and where this, you know, where his new family was, I guess, in a sense. But most of the posts, most, most of the Mepharshim say, that's taking place when? It's taking place right when it's taking place, right after the Mechira. So why does he go down? He goes down. So the Gemara, I'm sorry, the Mepharshim say, Yehuda felt like he had to get away to do tshuva. Many different things that we said. One approach is he had to get away to do tshuva. Fine, he wants to go away, go on a mountain and do tshuva. Why are you having children now? So if we call Rav Bunim, Rav, the Shem Yishmuel quotes from Rav Bunim Pshischa, where he says as follows, Yehuda felt so lost after he saw how Yaakov was reacting to the sale of Yosef. Not just the sale, to the death of Yosef in Yaakov's mind, to the loss of Yosef. And he saw he basically destroyed the whole world when he did that. He, saw, he felt like he destroyed the whole world. So he said to himself, for me there's no hope. For me, I'm, I'm, there's nothing left for me. If I have children, maybe my children, there could be a teacher for my children. Heard people say that. For me, you know, I'm, I'm, I, my life is, you know, over a bottle. But my children, I'll have a taken through my children. So the the Shemishmo cuts from the Kutzker, and he says, "This is what he says." Chas v'chalila that Rav Boon in my Rebbe should say such a thing that a person gives up a hope and says, "Let my children be misakin for me." Chalila v'chas the Rabbeinu Lomar davar kazeh. So that Kutzker says, "You know what the Vart is? You know why Yehuda goes and gets married?" First, reason why is as follows. For him, it was over. He, he, dest- he destroyed everything. So then you don't give up. You know what you do? You know what you do? You start again. What's the first mitzvah in the Torah? Purubu. He says, okay, I messed it up. Okay, I'm not sure. Let's start it again. And he goes back to the beginning. That's what Havadis Yisrael is saying now. 
person could be like a nar. Doesn't matter. On Hanukkah, <laughs> there's a possibility of tapping in to a certain kedusha, to a certain koach, to a certain energy. Where a person could be lechanech also laavodes Hashem laachin nesivos yosha lahaloch bal Hashem bal Hashem haYeshua. Person can straighten things out. He can he can bump it up a level. He can he can he can add. He can grow. He can start again. The whole reason why we light ideally candles, where is it lit ideally? Where is it supposed to be lit? Near Hanukkah? Outside, outdoors. Even those who are standing outside, they're not even inside. They're, not, they're outdoors. They're, they're not even, they haven't even come in yet. Hanukkah is for them. The Near Hanukkah is for them. It's not for the people inside the base members. There's people outside. People outside who aren't paying attention. That's within the Ner Chanukah could be Mechanik the Nar. Chanukh the Nar Alpidarko, Loshen Chanukah. And then he says as follows Nireb, the Neva Mesech the Shabbos. See the second the second paragraph of the Avodas Yisrael. Nireb, the Neva Mesech the Shabbos. Isa Shalta also bet Adam Lehilab, name my name shall Tamudim Frutas, Eshevlo, Neshadarim Benacholos. They weren't, they, 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 their eyes were always attacked by the, by the sand, by the dirt. You know what they were? It doesn't just mean. What it means on a deeper level is that the people of Tarmadai were only able to see the outside of something. Their eyes were dimmed. When it says that a person's eyes are dimmed, you're seeing the outside, not the inside. They see the chitzonias and not the pnimias. She'ein yecholam la'alos l'eros maros pnimias ha'inyan. Merames, she'hem mi'olomos numutum asher toch e'neihem mir'os lahabit b'kedusha. The idea of only being able to see the outside, the, the external, the, 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 the veneer, and not being able to see past that, that's what it means, Dorim Ben HaCholos. The Chol is the offer. The offer is the, 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 the most, the weightiest part of this world, that which covers up more than anything else. We have Eish, Mayim, Ruach, and Offer. Mayim and Ruach doesn't really cover up at all. It depends on the Mayim you look at. It depends which water. If you go on the Hudson, it's very, very dark. You can't see anything. But I was in, uh, a few a few years ago, we went... It was actually the first time I ever saw water like this, I think. That's not sure. I already saw it. But it's been many years that I, I looked down. I was at the Lake George. And I and I looked down on the water. I saw all the way down. I said, wow, it, I could see the fish all the way down. You try that in one of the lakes around here. You can't see anything. Right? It's all polluted. So water doesn't uh, is not does not cover up. Wind doesn't cover up. Ash covers up a little bit. Offer, you bury, you bury someone in the ground. It's, it's a kisui. So the idea that the dirt, that the sand... That the offer was going in their eyes means things were completely, their eyes were completely covered. And that's the idea. Sand, dirt, it's always, it's always being detached one from the other. Blows, it blows, there's no connection, there's no, there's no line that, that brings them, um, all together. There's no achtos. The whole idea of Hanukkah is to draw down the light down here below. To light up those who are walking in the dark. That is what the light of Hanukkah is supposed to be doing. To light up those who are walking in the dark. To take those who are, who see, or 
For, for everything, everything's covered. They're not seeing deeply. They're not seeing the panemius of life. They're not seeing the Rabbanu Shalom in their life. The light of Hanukkah is supposed to open that up. So therefore, the Gemara says, the Avodah Yisrael explains, that's why the last line, that's why Achetichla Rigla the Tamadai. The whole idea is that the Ner Hanukkah is supposed to go so far that it's supposed to if even, even go so far as those people, even the Tamadayan, who can't see. Their eyes are filled with their, that's where Ner Hanukkah is supposed, that's where Ner Hanukkah has the possibility of reaching. Achetichla Regla Manashuk Ad health. How far can it go? It could even go through the Tamadam who can't even see. They can't see past them because the dirt is always in their eyes. That's the idea that the Vodah Yisrael points out. That's what the Avodah of Hadlokas Neres Hanukkah is supposed to do. It's supposed to accomplish. So we understand a little bit, and by the way, the Berdich of a road, I think everybody knows this, is that the Ashatech Regal Min Hashok is Lashon Hergal. Hergal, you know, like uh, when things become commonplace, when things are not exciting, when things are uh, you know, routine, habitual, that Ashatichla, the whole idea of the Ner Hanukkah, Shatichla, what, that is, what should end? The Hergel Menashuk. The Hergel should end, that we should do things, but there are Chinuch, but there are You know what? Yehuda says, I messed it up, doesn't matter. I start from square one. What's square one? Aleph Beis Gimel Dalet. Let's read it again. Aleph Beis Gimel. Let's understand what it means again. Not the way we learned it in first grade, but the way that we, that we're gonna learn it the new way. With a, with a, with a new set of eyes. That's the that's the end time. After Tichla Regal Menashuk. Regal Menashuk Regular. That's correct. The Orav Ram says that. <laughs> right there, the Orav Ram. It's the first line in the Sefer. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to what, what you said about Yehuda. Yes, 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 yes. Mice are other similar bundles. Yes. So if you make a big mistake, yes. you feel as if there's no correction, you just go out and get married and have kids again? Yes, yes, absolutely. You don't give up. You start again. His way of starting again was, okay, the Torah is smashed. The Luchos were smashed. There's no Luchos. There's nothing left. So what do we do? We get a Luchos Shneos. What is a Luchos Shneos? The same Torah, but in a different, you know, it's the same, but, but it's again. It's the second time. The second time. So that's what the, that's what the Kuska says. He starts mitzvah. It goes back to the mitzvah. Go back to the mitzvah. The mitzvah he showed. He wasn't married. I don't know if he was married before. I'm saying it goes back to the mitzvah. Starts it again. You start it again. I don't. I know different ways huh? to start. That was his way of starting. I'm saying, but the, but the Torah is teaching us through Yehuda the idea of starting again. Starting again mm. means starting from the beginning. Okay, I start again. I, I, I don't know what I'm. Gonna, so you start again. You start from the beginning. You don't have to worry about the fact that all the things that were. But the, but the line of the Kutzka, but Lomar, that the Rebbeim is saying. You know, okay, for me it's over. That's you know. Hopefully, one of my kids will uh, you know will become something, and I'll uh, you know, and I'll I'll live like I'll I'll get my olam haba vicar. Seriously, through them, you start again. I don't mean to get married, but you start from the beginning. Maybe That's in correct. business, it means you start over again. In business, it means you start over again. again. You learn a new thing, you learn a new skill, you learn a new idea, you start again, you make a new friend, you start. Yeah, sometimes it's necessary to literally start again. I mean, think about it for a second, Jay. The way you asked it is that, again, we shouldn't know from these things, but some of us even had parents like that. They went through the Holocaust and they came with 
they did nothing. So we can't fathom what that means. It's hard to fathom. But what, what would, what would, someone, what are they, what's he supposed to do? What are you supposed to do in such a situation? Everything's lost. It's gone. It's over. There's nothing left. So what are you supposed to do? There's two options. And there were two options. Those are the two options that different people take. We're not judging. One, one option was just throw in the towel and it's over. And the, the, the suffering is, was just so great that there was no way to, to move forward. And the other way was no, you know, that's, you, you move forward. You move forward. There's no such thing as stopping. You can't stop. The, the world doesn't stop for us. By the way, again, this is not what we were planning to discuss, but this is exact, that's the next Gemara. When the person says, convert me on, that I should stand on one foot. And, and Shammai throws him out on his head. He says, one foot. What does one foot mean? One foot means I'm not, I'm not gonna move. I'm gonna stay in one place. That's one foot. Shammai, Shammai says, one foot? Get out of here. There's no such thing as being a Jew and staying still. A Jew doesn't stand. So one foot means you, you hobble along, but you're not walking. There's no such thing. You have to always be moving, always be growing. That's the Chanoch Lenar Al Pidarko. The Ad the Kilia, Ad the Chilia, Regular Hamudai. Who are they? People who can't see. They, they're unable to see past what's right in front of them. What, if they can't, and this is what we're going to get to in terms of the Choshech of Yovan. If you look at the first pasuk in the Torah, the first two pasukim in the Torah, the Medrash that says, let's look at the pasuk in the Os Aleph. First passing the Torah, you have to you have to make osalov, right? The first maramako. Bereishis barlo kim as hashmai mi asaris. So haris hoyis hoyis sovavo v'choshech al pnei sehom. You know that the medrash might as well finish it. V'ruach lo kim v'rachavas al pnei amayim v'yom alikim yihor v'yihor. So the medrash tells us Yaakov Shemari brings it down, but it's brought down. It's a collection of midrashim. He brings down from the medrash that says as follows: Reishlakish parsa kiriyav malchios. Meshlakish interpreted these psukim with regards to the different mal, different kingdoms that would rule over Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael, for that matter. Who are they? That's it says. For Isis, Aretz means so. That's Yirmiyot talking about the Muchad Netzer. Ubohu zehaman, bohu vayavhilu lahavi esaman. The Choshech, what is Choshech? Sohu Bavel. Bohu Persia. Choshech, Persia Madai. Choshech, Yavan. The Chazal in more than one place define Yavan as being a representation, depiction of darkness of Choshech. The second Maramakam, Shechshicha Enehen Shal Yisrael Bigzero Sesh. Are you so Amaris land? Kiswal Karen Hashur Shainlam Chelek Bilka Yisrael. Their, as we know, their purpose was not to destroy Am Yisrael physically. That's Haman's job. That was Haman's purpose. Yavan's job is to destroy us spiritually. To make us dark. That we shouldn't see Appropriately, shouldn't see shouldn't see the way a Jew is supposed to look at things. Shouldn't look at things the way a Jew is supposed to look at things. <laughs> they take away the different mitzvahs. What mitzvahs they take away? Mila. What mitzvahs? Right. Mila. Shabbos. Chodesh. And what's the answer to these problems? Bavel and Tohu and Vo and, and Haman and Yavon. What's the answer? And by the way, the last one, the Choshech al Pnei Sahom, the Pnei Sahom is Edom, 
and Edom's connected to Yishmael because it goes on and on, never ends. Thousands. The other ones are like, you know, quickies. 70 years, 100 years, 110. This is thousands of years. The Sahom, which, you know, just the depths, it keeps going, the depths of, 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 of the oceans. So he says, What's the Baruch HaLukimurachefes? What's the Baruch HaLukimurachefes? That's Mashiach. That's the Zeh Oro Shal Mashiach, Rucho Shal Mashiach, the Rebbein of Achaya points out <coughs> that the idea of this medrash is to tell you that already at the beginning of time, it's you know it's 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 telling you the future. There's going to be a lot of pain. There's going to be difficulty. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be choshech, but there's going to be the ruach hashem So let's understand. There's this place called Yavon, there's this people called Yavon, and their mahus was to be machshech. That's how Chazal depict them, to be machshech Am Yisrael, to make Am Yisrael dark, to put the sand in front of our, to make us like the Tarmudoyim, to put the sand, the dirt, in front of our eyes so that we can't see. That's the, that's the choshech of Yavon. So a person should go through life and not see what's really going on, just to see the, the veneer of the outside, but not be able to see the, the depths of what's going on inside. Further than that, the, 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 the Medrash also says more than this. <clears throat> Not only is Yavin called Choshech, but on the Pasuk of Eimach HaShech HaGadol HaNofelos HaLav, where is that Pasuk? Where is that Pasuk? By the Brisbane Absarim. Ve'eimach HaShech HaGadol HaNofelos HaLav. What's Eimach HaShech HaGadol HaGadol is what? Gadol is Yavin. It's not just Choshech. This is a, a very deep... And uh, uh, difficult darkness called Chashech Gedola Zayovan. Look at that in the seventh Maramakam. Same thing. The same way you do it at the beginning of the <clears throat> at the beginning of the um, of the Torah. The Choshech Al Preisam Choshech Zayovan. So too the Medrash says Ve'inei Emach Chashech Gedola Chashech Gedola. That's Yovan. So there's something about Yavon, Chazal keep telling us over and over, the eyes of Klaizol, the Tichla, the Armadai, the reason why their eyes are small and round, because they can't see. Their eyes are darkened. So the, the Ner Hanukkah comes and tells us, it, it can, the Ner Hanukkah can even reach them, those people whose eyes can't see anything. Their eyes are so small, squinty, the sand is always, in, in, you ever been, if you, we've been in the desert, I mean, uh, you know, you've been Eretz Yisrael sometimes, and, and one of the, in the Negev, and it's a wind, and you can't, you know, you, you can't even keep, you can't keep your eyes up, you can't keep, what, that's the time, the, the Ner Hanukkah reaches that, it opens, it, it gives the light to the darkness of the Tarmudoy. Right? So now you turn the page. You have to understand this follows. <clears throat> Yavon, Yavon has a father, a grandfather. Who's the grandfather? Who's the who's the um, the ancestor of Yavon? Where does Yavon come from? Yefes, right? Yefes. Pasuk says, "Yafta lekim liyefes v'yishkamol eshev yikanan eved lama." Yavon darkens, covers, covers, just like, just like by, by Arbe, by Makas Arbe, which we've talked about many times. It says that the Arbe, it was, it dark, it covered the Chisa. It was, it was, right before, it's also like this, this Indian of, of, of a covering that, that this, covers up the light. 
That's what it means to cover. To cover something up is to make dark. So it's almost like we're not going to talk about this now. We talk about this on Pesach. It's almost like the Mach of Choshech begins already with Arba. Remember that? That the Mach of Choshech already starts with the Tchasis Eino Aretz. That the Kisui of the Eino Aretz is the beginning of Choshech. We've mentioned in the Tanya, this is the Tanya Shir. We have to always you have to throw it in a little. We've mentioned in the Tanya Shir that everything in the world, everything in the world, even those things that appear not to have any Tzad HaKedusha, in order for them to be, in order for them to have um, Kiyum in the world, have to have some root in the Shorosh Dikdusha, otherwise they can't possibly exist. Hashem creates the world without a Kaddish Baruch Hu breathing into the world. There is no possibility for the world to exist. That has to happen on a constant moment. It's a constant chidush. That means even those things that are that are not good have a shoresh. It might be very far. You might be. It might be very hard to find that wire. You might. You ever, you ever try to find the wire? You try to find where it's connected. You might be doing that for like you know for a long time. But you'll if you tug enough, you'll be able to see. Oh, it went. It went off. But this is where it came from. For example, again, this is a very. It's almost an, an, almost something that you can't say. But I'm going to say it only because the Ishbitzer said it. I would never say it if the Ishbitzer didn't say it. Because you're not allowed to say things like this. But the Ishbitzer said it, so we can say it. Where does the where does the chet of erva onan come from? What is the, what's the reason air does what he does? Well, air doesn't want to impregnate his wife. Why not? Because Rashi says Shema Tachish with this Abrayofya. Right? She doesn't want to get pregnant. Should she get pregnant? Then I'm going to lose my pretty wife. Right? I want the, the, the slim figure. Shema, where does that come from? It has to have a shorish in kedusha. <laughs> Ishbitzer says that comes from Bikesh Yaakov Leshev B'Shalva. Bikesh Yaakov Leshev B'Shalva in the Olam HaKedusha is Yaakov is at the point in his life where he says I want to serve the Rabbanu Shalom in such a way that there's no suffix at all that every single move that I make is 100% in line with the Ratzon Hashem. I shouldn't move my, my pinky. I shouldn't make a move. I shouldn't turn my head if it's not a perf- absolute perfection. Perfection. Full, full perfection. Full, and even after that, something, right? right? Full perfection. So the Ishbitzer says, there's no such thing in this world. Even in Tzadak Kedusha, there's no such thing. The person stops, it wants to be like that, he'll never take a risk in Avodah Hashem. He'll never go to the next stage, because if you try something new, you try to think it, about a new, new Kavana, then it's possible you'll, you'll lose Kavana. And then you never, and then it won't be perfect. So the, the, the even the, a, the need for perfection, even in Avodah Hashem, is not such a great thing. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, to be wonderful, to be great, to reach higher. Yes. To be perfect, absolutely perfect, the Ishbitz says, from air, air is nitzmach from bikesh. That's all you can't, what, what I, who would say such a thing? The Ishbitz tells us, air is nitzmach mi bikesh Yaakov leishev b'shal. Wow. Where is Yavon, whose whole existence, as far as we know it, is always being machshech, what's deeper, what's underneath. Right? They come from, there's, there's a, there's a pnimius to the world. The, the Bulvavi has a beautiful um, um, mimer called Or V'choshech Mishtamshim B'Rvuvya. 
We'll get to that. Where he quotes the, the drush of the Ramban, Torah Hashem Tamima. And the Ramban discusses the difference between Yavon and Yisrael is Yavon. If you see it, it exists. And if you don't see it, it does not exist. If you could, that's why they were so into the physical body. I can see it. I can feel it. It, it, it makes sense to me. I understand it. Then, then, it, then we allow it in. If you can't, if you can't see it, so then they have prove it. Prove it. If you can prove it, good. If you can't, show, show me something. Let me, you know. Now, then Yisrael says, we understand as much as we can understand, and then we get started. That's when, that's when the world begins. When you can't, you, our purpose of learning, we learn, we can only understand up to a certain point, and at that point, we get smart, but it's still Rechel Kamimani. So the idea of Yavan's covering the real depth of the world, the Rebbeinu in the world, that's, what is that, where's the Shoresh HaKedusha? Where does that come from? So the Bavavi explains, if you look at the Psukim, it's almost clear once you read it, the Psukim say, Yefes, what do we know about the Yefes? Comes out of the Teva, he does one, he does something, what does he do? He does something very commendable. What does he do? He co- he, he covers. He covers. He covers. covers. Now, covers. Shem also covers. Shem covers his zolcha to tzitzis. Yefes covers his zolcha to kvura. Let's talk about Yefes's covering. Let's talk about Shem's covering. But the idea of covering is the same idea. Yefes's covering was a tzad hakedusha of covering up the erva of Noach. That's the tzad hakedusha of the covering up that Yovan takes. And it turns into covering up the Rabbanu Alam in the world. V'yikesh Yaakov Leishev B'Shalva was tzad, it was amazing that idea, that thought. But it, 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 it ends up being something that's it trickles down into the Olam HaGashmi which becomes something uh, completely convoluted that we don't want. <coughs> Yefes covers up the Erva, covers up Noach, and that's the Shoresh Dikdusha of Yovan's Koach of covering up the light of the world. Look at the Psokim. Vayikach Shem Vayefes es Hasimlo Vayesimu El Shem Shneim Vayelchu Achoranis Vayichasu es Erves Avim Upneim Achoranis Vayerves Avim Lo Ro. Sounds like Shem and Yefes both did it. So if. So, where is shame? Why is shame zochet to tzitzis, which also is covering, and yefes is zochet to kvura? You hear the question? I mean, if they both did it, so then did they both do it? By the way, did they both cover? Who covered? Who covered? Who covered Noah? It says shame first. It doesn't just say shame first. It has to say one of them first. So that's not fair. Right, right. You can't. You have to say one of them. So if you said yefes for says. <laughs> but it says something else. All the other verbs are plural. Ah, Ah, shame. Vayefes. If it was really both of them together doing it for the right reasons, what would it say? Vayichu shame. Vayefes. They both took it. Who's first? It doesn't matter. Vayichu. Vayichu means they both took it. You can't say who's first because... <clears throat> I think the Gemara says, Moshe v'yaron, Aaron v'moshev, v'namashahim shkulin. But if it says v'yikach, v'yikach is going on shame. Shame did it because he wanted to really do it. Because that was the right thing. Yefes, you know why Yefes did it? Why did Yefes do it? Because shame was doing it. <laughs> so Yefes' covering itself was just what? 
it wasn't even that was even that was it was it was even it was, it was, even, it, was an, it was it was a it was an action that was chitzoni it was it was an external action that you do because everybody, nothing wrong we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be, reward you for that we're gonna reward you for that but it's not the same as shame shame is zochat tzitzis yovan's insincere covering. It's a beautiful thing. You're going to get a reward. for a gogo magog. It says Hashem's gogo magog. That's Yavan. Hashem's going to Hashem's going to cover you up, cover up the body. But that's going to turn into something that's called Yavan, which is machshech enehin shal Yisrael. Vayikach yeshem v'yafes as a sima v'yishimu el shchem shneihem. Now, yes. But that's interesting also. But that's interesting. Sorry, that's interesting also. We're talking about Yefes. So that means Yefes's covering is an external covering, but it's something that we that we that we give him we give him covered for. We give him co- we give him covered for it, right? We give him a scar for that. <clears throat> that you know that idea of an external covering, an external beauty, is something that we appreciate. Nothing. It's something. It's actually very beautiful. Yafta lekim the Yefes yishkam ba'al shame. It belongs. You know, it's, we can look outside at the world and say, you know, Yefes, there's a lot of beauty by Yefes. Let's incorporate that. We look at the, you look at the, um, I don't know, the architecture of, of different, you know, places in the world. You say, you know, we can, we can use that for a shul. Why not? It's beautiful. Why not use that for a shul? That's the yaft of the outside beauty of Yefes belongs in all shame. That's a beautiful thing. The, the yofi of Yefes is great. But understand that that's only the veneer, that's only the external. If we, if we turn into Yefes, where we have the external and we forget what's inside, then we've basically turned into Yefes. We've turned into Yavan, into Yefes. Which is, of course, why I think you've maybe heard the idea that's mentioned in many places that Yavan, the, the word Yavan is Yud Vav Nun, which has no Pnim in it. Each letter has no inside. Yud, and then Vav is straight, and Nun is straight, everything's, there's no Pnim. There's no inside. It's beautiful, but there's not. There's no pnimi to it. It's the choshech. The choshech means you can only see what's out. You can't. If you, you're not going to, I'm not going to let you see. Not going to let you see deeper. By the way, what happens when you put the tzaddik in front of Yavon? Yavtzion, which of course is gematria Yosef. By the way, is that right? Gematria. Hope it is. Because if it was, it would actually work out well. Figure it out. Yeah, it is. So that's yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead. But then, two things. Number one, so what we've said is connected with the Balatani says, because if we can't achieve perfection, then we can never have a tzaddik grumble. And if we can't, because Pikeshanko, the Shabbat Gashalva, and if you can't, you can maybe keep on growing, but if you can never reach that. Uh, epitome of what you're supposed to be, therefore the Balatanya's Tzavik Gomer can never exist. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Tzavik Gomer was a matana from Hashem. Right, it could be. Right, but, but it could, I'm saying it could you be. can't ask for it either. You have the Ishbitz's approach of Bikesh Shachlashev B'Shalva, which seems to be connected the Balatanya's approach in Tzavik Gomer. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm not sure. Might not be, but let's, let's, yeah. And the other thing is, what we said about Yovan is really connected with the Rambam believes because he doesn't believe I mean his approach is not that you take the external aspects of Yovan such as architecture and incorporate it you actually take the internal 
uh, workings of yoga and Aristotelian philosophy and apply it to... This is certainly not in line with, with that approach of Rambam, because the Gemara, we're going to see a Gemara in a moment that says, we have to figure out what that Rambam, how, why the Rambam, and what his approach was, and whether he would suggest that for all people. But the Gemara makes a distinction, Rav Kook made a distinction, between Lashon Yavonis and Chafmas Yavonis. Rav Kook says Lashon Yavonis, the Gemara itself says Lashon Yavonis, that can be incorporated. Lashon Yavonis means the language, the outside, the beauty, the external beauty. The Chachmas Yavonis, that has no place. That has no place. The Chachmas, by the way, it's interesting that you mention it. Let's just, let, let's, let's, let's take it from there. The Gemara says that, um, the nephew of Rabbi Shmuel, the nephew of Rabbi Shmuel, his name is Ben Dama. Mara Menachah says, the nephew of Rabbi Shmuel says, he says, right exactly in line with Jay's asking, are we allowed to learn Chachmas Yivanis? Can I learn Chachmas Yivanis? He doesn't just ask that question, can I learn Chachmas Yivanis? Greek philosophy, Greek, uh, what's the word? Um, um, uh, theology. Mythology. 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 Oh, mythology. mythology. I hope so. He says as follows. Look what he says. is kola Torah kula. I, when I say I, I mean Bendama. Bendama who learned Kala Torah Kula, can he learn Chachmas Can I learn Chachmas Yivanes? And what the answer is? <clears throat> What's the answer? No. Why not? It depends. Now, he doesn't say no, why not, or depends. <laughs> What's the answer? Yes. No, he doesn't say that either. You left that learning. <laughs> <laughs> you said this before, when you finished learning the whole No, program. no. He says as follows. Carlo Mikrazel, Loyo Mosheva de Rosen Piro, Vagisba Yom Valila. It says about the Torah you have to learn Yom Valila. So you can learn Chachmas Yivanis when? When it's not Yom and it's not Lila. Say, Bedok Shosh in a Loman, I Yom Valoman, I love a Loba Bach Chachmas Yivanis. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Wow. What? Well, what? When is it not Yom and not Lila? Okay. <laughs> Wait a second. But who says you're interpreting the Bo Yom and Lila as learning, and that is not what the puzzle says. But is is an Indian of Asek. Your entire life should be Im- imbued with what Torah is. Not that. You can say that if you want. Lo Yomosh Sefer HaTorah Hazemi Picha. Lo yomash sefer ha-Torah ha-Zemipicha. Now, there is a Gemara, there is a sheet that says Yom Valayla means Shachmas in the um, Shema in the morning and Shema in the evening. Okay, so then, on that you could say, maybe there is a lot of time for Chachmas Yivonis, if that's what you would say. Okay. But, that's not what it says. Lo yomash sefer ha-Torah ha-Zemipicha, Yom Valayla. Sounds like all the time. There's not Yom and not Lila. So let's see what that means. Yeah. But I thought Benish Moses was when we don't know whether it's day or night, but it is day or night. Not that it isn't. Maybe, maybe either. not. Maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's both. Maybe it's neither. It can't be hard to be neither. It might be neither. It might be, well, like a, almost like a barrier of It's a newsman called Benash Mashos. Gemara says, Savik Minayam, Savik Kulumanayam, Savik Munalayla, Savik, it's from both. And then it says, Savik Shainam, I don't know if it says, Ainam, I don't know if it says, Ainam Minayam, not sure. Look back in that Gemara and Shabbos. Lama Dalit. We'll take a look. So we have Yavan's idea of being Machshech Enein Shal Yisrael, which stems from a Shorish Dikdusha called 
Shem v'yevves es ha-simla, v'yechol shnei macharanis. The covering up of, of, of Noach. Covering up of Noach. Which actually roots itself back. Look at the Pasuk. It's a great Pasuk. You know this Pasuk. Vati pokach ne'enei shneihem. The Volvavi explains. Vayedu ki erumim heim. Vayisparu alei te'ena. Vayasu lohem chagoros. Right? They already, they already covered themselves up. Right? After they did that sin, they covered themselves up with the, with the fig leaves. And then it says Hashem covered them up. With what? What does it say that Hashem covered them? Vayas lohem. Kosnas or the or is from Loshan Erva. Yaslam Kosnas or Vayal Bishem. The interesting thing is, the interesting thing is what the Maral says, and that's as follows. It's always a wonder what was the Choshech before. There was a Havdalah bein or l'choshech. At the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. So what does the Gemara say? What does Rashi bring down? At that point in history, the first day of creation, the or and the choshech are working together. Mishtamshin b'irvuvya. What does that mean? The or and the choshech are mishtamshin b'irvuvya? What does that mean? In order to create, in order to, in order to, Fix the Choshech of Yavon. In order to open up the eyes of the Riddler de Tarmudai, what you really need to understand is that there's a point in time called Ner Hanukkah, which goes back to a light which is able to live together with a Choshech, which is called the first day of creation. That's what's supposed to happen. That's what's supposed to happen with the light of Hanukkah. To open up the eyes of Riddler de means as follows. There's a Choshech which covers up. That's a choshech that we'd say is a choshech from the Sitra Akra, a choshech the Klippa. Mm-hmm. Then there's a choshech that tells you that it's okay for there to be a choshech. Or the choshech working together means as follows. I learn, I learn, I study, I learn, I work, I learn my whole life. And it's okay at that point to say, I still don't understand anything. Mm-hmm. And that's really what's supposed to happen, right? We're supposed to learn and get closer and get closer and get closer. And the tzaddikim tell us, the closer we get, the more we know, the more we realize that we know nothing. When a person learns a little bit, you think that you know. I remember, it's an embarrassing story, but I remember I was learning two years in BMT. A year and a half in BMT. I was a year and a year and a half in BMT. I didn't learn too, unfortunately, I didn't learn too seriously in high school. I started getting really serious. I'm in BMT. And already I thought, you know, a year and a half in BMT, I'm already about the Paskin Shilas, you know, like, I, I was a very popular learner, and I was very strong, and, right? And then, uh, you know, and, and my Baim said I was a good learner, so I thought, oh, that must be it, you know, I'm ready to, you know, maybe I should start a shul or something, I don't know, let's get started. Then I remember there was someone the name of Shachter, who was coming to BMT to give a shir. I said, okay. Okay. I guess I can, I, can I can tell you. Know, I, go to, I go to the shear, and the moment he opened up his mouth, the moment he, I, was, I, was, I was 20 years, 19 years old, the moment he opened up his mouth, I realized it's going to take a lifetime. This is, this is not, I had no idea that there was such a thing that existed. There was a person that existed that, that, could, that knew Torah like that. I, I, never, I never thought there was such a thing. Such a, I was just like, I would, I, I, I moved, I, I took a napkin, I got a pen, and I realized this is a, this is, this is not, this is not a year and a half. This is a, this is 50 years. This is 100 years. This is a whole lifetime. And even then, 
even then, we should realize there's going to be or, there's going to be, even on our level, you learn a sugya, I learn a sugya, spend days and days and years on whatever it is on a sugya, and you think you have it, and then someone comes and they ask you one question, it's like, <laughs> it doesn't mean you have nothing. It just means you have to redesign and rework and get it. And then we get, and then there's going to be something. And you know what? And that's just in a sugya. We learn. We try to get close. And then I sh- something happens, and we realize, you know what? I thought I was doing so well. I thought Hashem would. I thought it was time. I thought like, okay, now comes the now. I work and I work and I do everything I need to do, and I'm keeping everything I need to do. And you expect the Rebbeinu Okay, Rebbeinu it's your turn. And it doesn't happen the way we thought it was going to happen. And we're sitting there, we're going. I just I thought we had a deal. I thought we had. I thought I was going to do this, and, and it's like we made the deal. He never said that was the way he was going to work. We don't know what he's thinking. That's the Orba Chosham Sham means that a Jew in this world can be able to go through life. And we do our best, we do our best because that's the right thing to do. And there are going to be times in this world where it's not going to be clear, it's going to be chosha, but that's okay. That's, Yovan says, if you can't see it, if it doesn't make sense, then it doesn't exist. And we say, no, 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 we know that Baruch Shalom exists. We know things happen, we don't understand why, personally and nationally. And the Nair of Hanukkah tells me, listen, Tarmudayim, their eyes are closed, they can't see past the veneer. But there's a choshech called a choshech, what we call a choshech dikdusha. For every mida that seems ra, there's always a tzad that's kedusha. The azus, azus dikdusha choshech. There's a choshech. Choshech dikdusha means that part of the world that there's no way that a human being could possibly understand. We'll never understand it. But you know what? I'm still in Hashem's world. That's okay. That's what Hanukkah tells us. Hanukkah, the light can light up those eyes that are completely dark. And we'll, and you know what? It's not just a regular time of that. All our eyes are dark because we don't know the ways of the Rebbe. All we know is what we're supposed to do. And we pray and we ask and we beg that Hashem should respond in a way that's, in a way that we could really see His, his, his godless and his goodness, the way he did at the Nair of Hanukkah. We didn't see it was only one little thing. We didn't, it didn't, it didn't, uh, we didn't think it was gonna work. And Hashem says, no, this is what I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you. I'm there, I'm listening, I'm there. And that's the godless of Hanukkah. When we see, we think we can't see him. And Yovan's telling us, you can't see him. You know why you can't see him? Because he's not there. And Hanukkah and Hanukkah says, no, no, he's there. We, we may not be able to see him, but we know that he's there. We know that he's watching. So that's the idea of the Nair Hanukkah. Misha Tishka Hachama. Let me get back to that. She'en alomin hayom, alomin halal, is a dash, is exactly mishetishka achamur. It's at that point where we can go into the deepest place and say, you know what? Everything exists. Even those things that we don't understand, that we can't possibly understand. Everything exists in that place when Oren Choshev work together. That's the idea. That's the, what we're hoping for. That Hashem, we should see the light of the Rabbanu Shalom in a clear way. That we should then say, now we understand why we have to go through what we went through, why Personally, I had to go through what we went through. Why nationally, we had to go through what we went through. Because now we're going to see Hashem's light in the most clear, amazing, awesome way possible. But as Hashem, we should be zoka to, uh, to see that light. Of Chanukah, to see the light of Mashiach. Ruach lo kimer ha-chefes. Al pnei ha-mayim. Ara yeshva.